Living with Maida Lee. Living with Maida Lee. Living with Maida Lee. Maida Lee. Living with Maida Lee. Hello, this is episode four of Living with Maida Lee. I'm Liam and I'm joined by Andrew. Easy now. Hello there, how are you? All right, how about yourself, mate? Yeah, pretty good. Um, so this is actually a re-record of the episode four intro, isn't it? Yes. We we recorded a, an intro where, thanks for everyone again who's uh, messaged in and stuff, a lot of good uh, feedback on the Das Samson documentary, which we recorded some of the things that people had said back, but we actually got a message on Monday from Das Samson himself wanting to get in contact. Uh, personally, I admit, I didn't want anything to do with it. I, didn't, I wasn't sure if it was really him. And I thought, if it is him, he only wants to get in touch. He can kick off about this episode that we've done, and it just seemed a bit pointless to bother responding. But fair play to you, Liam. You wanted to hear him out, didn't you? And uh, I'm glad you took the call. Yeah, I, you know, I think we didn't we didn't know what to expect. Just thought that, you know, let's see what he's got to say. He's, it, people know that he found us, so so everybody said you've got to mention it. You've got to mention it. I, I wish I kind of had a bit more of an exciting story, to be honest. It, you know what? It was it was absolutely sound and. I wish I could kind of say, oh, what a twat, and, you know, we'll block him and be more entertaining to slag him off. It, it was brilliant, actually. I, I really liked him. I thought he's he's quite charismatic. He's, I don't know, he's just, he's just quite a, a sort of likeable guy. And you know what? We're not we're not going to dwell on it for ages. Basically, the the kind of purpose of his call, I, I think he'd, he'd seen it, he'd not listened to all of it. And I think he was basically saying, look, you know, don't judge me on one documentary. Now, yeah. Obviously, you know, we are, the podcast was about the Daz Sampson Eurovision documentary. We, you know, we we don't know Daz. We don't know anything else about him. There's there's a lot more stuff out there on him if you want to find out probably a bit more of the kind of real guy. But yeah, you, do you know what? I, I think I think we stand by what we said because we were we were judging him based on the documentary. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's, you know, he, he was funny. I think I think he'd actually be a great guy to probably go out for a beer with. He came across really well. Um, and this doesn't surprise me at all, to be honest, because I thought we were going to kick off, because understandably, you know, I mean, it's easy to say, well, why did he, why did he bother ringing you up or whatever? Uh, what's the point? But you know, if I if I'd come across, a, I, I do a podcast and I do, and I do, I've got a website, and if I come across a podcast where it was someone just picking apart, you know, one of my episodes that I've done on Blaze Pod, for instance, and saying, ah, look into that bit there, I think, you know, I mean, I'd be pissed off as well, to be honest, but. Obviously, yeah, and, and I think obviously since that documentary, he's probably had loads of stick. I think, yeah. you know, like you say, he, he was willing to sort of laugh himself and sort of say, you know, well, well, do, well, do you well, really well, think that I think I'm as good as Paul McCartney? And and, yeah. and obviously, you know, we don't. But that that is what is said in the documentary. So this we were mocking. We, we were laughing at the the documentary version of Daz rather than Daz. But you know, I think yeah. it's very easy for us just to kind of come on and slag people off. But you don't really think they're the real people who could hear you, aren't they? So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think like you know, I think obviously the it was a public persona he played for the for the documentary, and that's what we pulled apart. I've got nothing against Daz Samson. You have nothing against Daz Samson. We don't know him enough. There's no doubt, which I'm sure he'll admit himself. There's lines and there's scenes in that documentary that are there to be laughed at. That's the way it's been done. Yeah, and I, I think he's aware of that. It, it was done. I think he played up to it to kind of get get those reactions. So I think. Yeah, I mean, like but it's you a say, mistake. It's a mistake. You know, it's something he regrets doing the documentary, and it's something that's followed him around. And it's, you know, it's difficult. I suppose 
it's interesting that you you watch one documentary and you you sort of get a feel you feel like you know somebody based on that one documentary when i, don't, I mean do you know what i don't i don't know if he does regret the documentary too but i'm not sure i think he probably doesn't like the way that it was cut and edited i don't know if he yeah. regrets doing it or not to be quite honest because he probably enjoyed the journey like you say i we had a brief conversation i, I don't pretend to now know a great deal about does at all other than he came across as a really nice guy and yeah we, we kind of had to mention it i think there is actually another documentary out him about there that we might we might review in the future that I think I think Dad said basically there's there's a bit more about behind the scenes on that one so we'll yeah. put a link to that in the description and it's understandable um, that it didn't go through the entire documentary because why would you the first 10 minutes is basically us slagging him or not slagging him off but slagging his what he's saying off in that documentary but you know it's uh, we obviously we everyone who listens to the episode last week knows that we sort of concluded by saying we, he's actually a decent guy and the BBC stitched him up obviously Daz didn't get to that part which is fair enough and, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, Tim, there are bits where we have a dig at him, but but based on what we've yeah, been shown, yeah. and and do you know what? I think I, I think the, his autobiography is coming out soon, so you never know if, if the yeah, kind I'll of fan him. base keeps growing, we might even uh, we might even read that and do an episode and actually try and get some input from Daz if if he wants it next time. But, but I think yeah, I'd all, like all to kind of play to him because I did, I didn't want to take the call because I thought he was just going to say you couple of knobheads and all this sort of stuff, which he didn't. So fair play to him for that. You know what I mean? Because. I just thought, I don't want to give him my number, and he's just going to phone up and say, you dickhead. But, you know, I've, I'm really glad you took the call, because yeah, he, you know, he turned good, out that he you know, just wanted to say his, his piece, didn't he? I mean, he's actually a bit starstruck, even though I suppose we were kind of mocking his celebrity status. I did feel a little bit starstruck, and I, I suppose my summary of it would be, you know, there's a lot more of Daz out there if you want to see him, I think, rather than just basing anything on that one documentary. And also, I think, if you do get a chance to go out for a beer with him, I, I would probably take it. I think it'd be a good, uh, good night. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, and actually, funnily enough, this ties into what we're going to talk about tonight, doesn't it? Kind of the perception yeah. of somebody in the media. So, I think on that note, we'll move into episode four, and it's it's my episode. It's about Big Brother series one. Episode four, Big Brother. This is Liam's choice. I just like to. What what made you choose this one? I mean, I, I suppose it's pretty obvious in a way, but I think yeah. When we, when we discussed we were going to do a podcast and and talk about TV moments that we remembered, I, I don't think we could do this this series without mentioning Big Brother series one. Um, mm. I, it was such an icon. I mean, particularly the Nasty Nick incident. I think we've decided over the week. Actually, the rest of the series is that dull that we're not. We're not actually going to do much other than the nasty Nick, but I think it's all about yeah. that particular episode. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, I think I think you watched it at the time, did you? What, what to me, this was massive. This was such a big yeah. moment, and it's strange because actually watching it back for this, it, it, it's not, is it? But at the time, do you remember it being big? Yeah, well, I got a message before, as we were obviously saying we were going to do this episode, uh, I got a message um, from Daz, not Daz Samson, uh, unfortunately. Uh, no, Darren Food messaged in, and he said that um, he believed the Nick, the Nasty Nick thing was one of the top five most exciting moments of his entire life. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, we did. Um, somebody actually said to us, didn't they, and uh, we're, not, we're not going to give the name away on this one, but somebody said... It's controversial, thought, I suppose, but yeah. <laughs> it's bigger than, nine, uh, bigger than 9-11. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone messaged in and said that it was bigger than 9-11 uh, when Nasty Nate got uh, found out by Craig and Darren and the rest is, of them. But which is it madness. was huge. 
I yeah, mean, but I, I do see the, I kind of see what they mean in a sense that it, it was a moment that everybody was talking about. It, it was it was crazy. I mean, it was like a. I remember sitting on the edge of my bed watching it, just thinking, "This, this is yeah. massive." And yeah, I mean, we're going to go through the, the kind of the main bit of drama, but I think is is Nick really that nasty? I mean, he became nasty Nick at national hate. Figure. Well, obviously, we'll get onto that and see how bad he's done. But as for the moment itself, I remember um, it sort of coming on TV that oh, we're going to expand, we're going to extend Big Brother, uh, this this episode of Big Brother to an hour, make it an hour special due to the events in the house. And I wasn't really watching Big Brother at this stage. I knew I knew what it was. It was this new show, you know, putting people in the house. But I weren't watching it. And that obviously, pick, your ears pick up, don't they, when someone says that on TV. And I remember after the show, my mate, uh, who I didn't know was watching it himself, phoned and said, my God, did you see that? That was, that was incredible. And as we go through it, as we've done a bit of research for this, you'll soon realise that it's not actually that big of a thing that he's done. But in this, I don't know if it was just this vacuum of the show or whatever, but it was huge. Yeah, I, let, let's set the scene a little bit. So it's the first time Big Brother's been shown before, hasn't it, in Holland and was it, was Germany. it another country? Germany. Germany. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is new to the UK, but it's not it's not a new concept. Um, and with a uh, ten strangers who've never met, we're going to be placed in a house. I mean, pretty much the same format as as the Big Brothers that you'll have seen since. But the difference was we didn't have anything to compare this to. Nobody knew no. what what this was going to be like. Um, I think rather than us going back going through the whole series and I think should we just talk about the kind of the key players in the nasty Nick incident should we well, focus yeah, in this, on that the thing is when we when Nick uh, <laughs> Nick call you Nick nasty, nasty Liam picked this out <laughs> last week uh, I looked at stuff it's a really boring series it really is nothing happens in those first uh, what what was this was it week five the nasty Nick incident yeah, happened? Uh, yeah week five yeah, and the the four weeks leading up to that, you've got really nothing. There were a couple of minor arguments. There's nothing going on, and it were really boring. And I was like looking at my notes, looking at you know what I've gone off thinking. I've got nothing here. This is just. And then the nasty Nick thing. My notepad was you know like 25 pages long. So I think we came to a decision like between us, didn't we? That we're best off just going straight to that one scene because before that it was just the most boring Big Brother ever. The most honest. Because no one were in there trying to be famous like they are now, but nothing happened. Really, li- literally nothing happened. Yeah, and, and obviously these in the house, they had no idea who was watching. Um, they didn't know how it was being perceived. They didn't know what the viewing figures were like. So yeah, like you say, it was a very, it, it was very raw. People didn't know how how it was going to go down. So yeah, yeah well, the, I mean, the, the, the series were getting around three million viewers a week, which um, if you just bear with me. Uh, I'll have a look what, like, for instance, Series 2 are getting, because uh, it's not a lot. The, the rating shot up at this scene, basically. This scene made Big Brother. Yeah, Big Brother uh, got 13 million viewers the series after uh, Average Weekly. It were getting three in this one. Do you think this Big Brother on the whole needed this moment? Was Because it, it still had a fan base, didn't it? And there were actually people yeah. watching it 24 hours a day. I yeah. think this just gave it that, that bit of a jump, didn't it? I think it got people talking about it who weren't necessarily watching it at that moment myself included i think it was one of those things i mean I, I, well i've left school i think when i went this wrong but i must have been at college or whatever and I, i'm probably spending too many too many late nights playing football manager or whatever but i i one of those sort of things i had in the background as i were doing something else not really because it were a new show and you're thinking oh this has never been done before but i wasn't engaged with it i couldn't tell you any of the characters names until after this moment yesterday was another extraordinary day in the history of big brother so 
Where were you when you heard that Nick had been kicked out of the house? And were you one of the six million people watching at midnight last night? So the, the, the main drama, what, what happens, what it unfolds is that Nick, Nick Bateman, Nasty Nick, what he'd been doing is apparently he'd been writing down names of other contestants and showing them to people in the hope that they would vote for whose name he was showing them. Mm. I mean, in essence, that is that is the crime, isn't it? That that is That's why the he became a hate figure. <laughs> yeah, for writing some names. He wrote some names on a bit of paper, but obviously the rules are you're not allowed to influence anybody else's vote. Um, and and there was pride, there was money up to be won as well, wasn't there? Was it a seventy-five or eighty thousand pound? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pot? Fair amount. Um... And and he was conspiring to try and get other housemates eliminated rather than himself. So. It did some strange things throughout. This, this is the, the the drama is the writing down of names, but also it turned out it uh, it said his wife had died in a car crash, which wasn't true. Um, and I think he actually stole that story from from an ex partner, I believe, and I think she was quite upset about that. Yeah. Um, he told everybody he was in the TAs and he was uh, some kind of you know he'd done his army training and whatever which actually got exposed when there's a brilliant scene where he's asked to do the monkey bars in the assault course. And he looks absolutely yeah. pathetic. It looks like some sort of like <laughs> lizard done it, like dangling off it. <laughs> he's absolutely awful at it. And this is weird because even by this stage, this was like week three or something, there's a scene where Mel's looking outside, watching him perform this task in such an awful way, saying, do you think everything he says is a lie? So the people sort of knew what this guy was like. Well, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't likeable, was it? I mean... You say it's, this, it wasn't nominated once. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it was working. What, what he was doing was working. I think he was quite inoffensive. He, he didn't he didn't say or do anything particularly exciting. I think, you know, had he actually focused on trying to have some personality, he, he might have been all right, but instead he was just writing names down, weren't he? <laughs> yeah. So by, by this point, obviously, there's more, I think three people have been kicked out, haven't they? So this this is week five. Uh, nobody left the first week, and then we've lost Sada, Sada, Caroline, and Andrew. Now we're not going to go into them. There's not there's not really anything to say, is there? Well, yeah, Craig. How Craig Phillips, who ended up winning this show, pronounced Sada is the only thing that is Sada. worth. Sada, Sada, Sada. Yeah, so I suppose you're right. That the most memorable thing about any of those three was Craig saying Sada's name. I think that's that's genuine. That was well, probably the most memorable thing of the first four weeks of the show, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we've got six people left in the house. We'll just very quickly go through them. Again, we're not going to spend loads of time on on the characters, but I think you need to know who's there at least for the scene. So we've got Craig Phillips, um, owned his own building company, Scouser, said Sada. Um, Said sadder, yeah, that was his main thing. We've got Mel, uh, I suppose, what would you say, early 20s? Uh, yeah, she got she she complained after I got a, an article up when I was looking at this from the Daily Mirror, what said she was portrayed as a hussy. She got off with that boring Andy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose, yeah, at the time, I, was, was she portrayed as a hussy? I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know what hussy well, is. Well, some say that she's actually one of the best people in the entire house, actually, I think. I think she's one of the one of the cleverest. She seemed she seemed to have Nick figured out, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, big time, yeah. Um, we had Anna Nolan, who was a lesbian who'd been a nun before coming in the house. Um, we had Nicola uh, Bolton Skinhead, um, quite loud, always a bit irritating, really, weren't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and then we had, well, obviously Nick, but also we've got Tom, who's a, a guy from Northern Ireland. Uh, he, he was One of my favourite ever Big Brother characters, this guy. He was brilliant, wasn't he? He was so subdued and so kind of subtle. He's, he's really quiet, softly spoken. Um, it reminds me, actually, of my, dad, my, my dad's got family over in Ireland and uh, his cousin once came over here and I, I heard somebody ask him, does he want a cup of tea? And he said, uh, no, a cup of hot water for me. And uh, <laughs> I've, I've never heard anyone else ask for a cup of hot water, but I can imagine that sort of being Tom's thing, like, no, no fuss, just uh, hot water. Yeah, that's what I got from him, no fuss. It's just like sort of, oh, Tom, do you want, do you want some food? No, I'll, I'll just starve. It's only been three days. Don't worry I, about yeah, it. Yeah, sure, sure, it's fine. Feed yourself. I'll, I'll be fine. Don't worry. Tom, your leg's on fire. Should we call a, an ambulance? No, 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 don't worry about that. It's always on fire. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he was a really good character. Um, and he, he's got a, a key line in it that, that we love, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll come to that bit. So you've missed one of them out. Who, Nick? Yeah, oh, Darren. Darren. Yeah, sorry, I one forgot. Of my, about... Another one of my favorite. Darren was the only housemate in the series to have a child, but it was probably the most childish, I thought, uh, rather than other than Nick. What he I seemed to be just about... stropping in and out of rooms, like he seemed oh, to be sort of marching so around, upset. furious, yeah. didn't he? Wandering around having a go. Someone like Nick, Nick, Nicola woke him up actually just before this, uh, before all this sort of thing kicked off. He was so angry. I can't remember what it is, but I remember that it was like half one in the afternoon and she woke him up and he was absolutely livid. He was like, how dare you wake me up? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was a bit of a... I mean, again, I suppose you do need characters in there, but quite quite kind of irritating. Seems to like his own way. The worst thing about Darren by a mile were his pathetic nomination reasons where everyone else would go in, like Craig would go in and say, I'm voting for Sada. I just don't like her. Or whatever, and Tom would go, well, you know, I think Nicola's making too much of a fuss. And all I think Tom would just say, uh, get, get me out, sure, just take me out the house, I don't mind. If you want, take me out, shoot me, I don't care. <laughs> uh, he, uh, Dar- <laughs> Darren, uh, he used to say every time he put a nomination out, he'd say, I think Craig, I'm going to go for Craig, he's got a business on the outside, I think he wants to see to that, and I'm going to go for Anna, because I think, you know, she needs to get back to the nunnery, or whatever. And Big Brother, in my opinion, purposely, played these uh, shit, sort of reasons for nominating people over a, like the tannery in the house and everyone yeah. was with Darren for a bit going like crazy going that's pathetic what's pathetic why is he saying that he just doesn't but, want to come across as the bad guy you have to have a reason it's not good enough to just say I'd like them to go home it's actually was one of the rules that you have to have a clear reason for who you're voting for and well after that because he kept saying it Big Brother actually changed the rules and he, he was asked to give a legitimate reason well, there you go so yeah so that's and then obviously we've got Star of the show, Nick Bateman. So the episode starts and it says, coming up on tonight's episode, and we basically, we see Darren outraged. Um, we see Nicola say to Nick, I can't believe you've done that. Why should we leave and you stay in? And then we see Nick being escorted to the car by security. <laughs> the best and thing then, about this, I reckon, is that obviously before the, the what we're coming up thing came on, it were... After events in the house today, <laughs> you think, what's he done? Has he murdered someone? Yeah, has he killed someone? Like, what, what's going on? But And, and actually, yeah, it's funny because it sets <laughs> it up and, and it was really tense and it didn't feel like it didn't deliver, if that makes sense. It, it, no, it, no. You kind of feel like, oh, wow, look, he's getting the security, he's getting escorted out. But yeah, what's he done? And it turns out he's written down names on a bit of paper. But Yeah, yeah, this it, is it. If you were telling your kids. It's so scandalous. 
if you were telling your kids or people had not seen it, it was younger than us or whatever, and you said Big Brother One were the best one, why? Nick got kicked out. Why? What did he do? He took, he wrote some names on a paper and showed them to people and said vote yeah. for this guy. Yeah. That, and, right. Is that it? Yeah. That was the biggest television moment. Yeah. This is this office. is bigger than nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so obviously we don't know what's coming. That's how it starts. I think the, the way it pans out is I think a few of them sort of start talking and I think there's a conversation between Tom and Craig, I believe. Uh, I think Darren starts to get involved. And people start mentioning that, that Nick's been showing them names on a piece of paper. So then what happens then is Craig, Craig obviously gets to hear from a few different people what's going on. And he takes on this kind of... I like how he does it. It's almost like a murder mystery, like it's a, a kind of Poirot or something like that. He, he pulls everybody together around the table. Yeah. He, sit, he sits bang opposite Nick. And, I mean, he, he calls him out really well, to be fair. He basically says, look, I have reason to believe you've been showing pieces of paper to people with names on. I mean, Nick flat out denies it and said it's wrong, to which I think Darren storms into the room and brings out his case with names in it. Darren is the most outraged man I've ever seen. He's like Neil Warnock. Like after he's, decisions gone against him, he's furious. He's absolutely livid, isn't he? Like really, really on one. Um, yeah. And then Craig says a he says a great line to him. Let, let's play the line. I'm quite positive and got evidence uh, that you're plotting a, plot, a very dirty plan on everybody in here to vote against each other and steer it divert from you. That clip you just played because you've obviously you've played it to me as well. I'm I, I'm I'm gobsmacked. I'm absolutely gobsmacked. I thought he said you have been plotting a very devious plan to the point where I say it. I've been saying that in everyday life for the past 20 years. I've heard you I, say that I, loads of times, yeah. I, I, you made me think it was a very devious plan. I can't believe it's not a very devious. Just like If I'm playing FIFA with someone and they make a sub, I'll say you are plotting a very devious plan. I say it all the time, like whatever is happening, you know what I mean? Like if, uh, I don't know, someone at work, like as... as I don't know, take them wrong sandwiches or something, and I'll say you've been plotting a very deep. I can't believe it's dirty plan. It's one of your catchphrases. Gone. My catchphrase, and it's it's a fake one. I don't know. I'm, that's that's blown my mind. That. I mean, actually, it would make more sense if he said devious, wouldn't it? Because it is a devious plan. It's not it's not a dirty <laughs> plan, is it? That's probably why I've got it wrong. It's not a dirty plan, is it? <laughs> um, yeah. So so we can have this big moment, don't we? Where there's there's shock and and there's another fantastic line here uh i think basically what craig says is uh, if anybody else wants to speak up that's up to them they might not want to in this environment and uh understated tom pipes up with his uh well let's play it you've shown me names you've shown me names i love how he says it it's <laughs> like uh what's his name uh liam neeson in taken oh uh, yeah it's so intense isn't it it's like uh I will find you and I will hunt you down and you should me names. It's so furious. He's so serious. He's like, he's like, I don't know, it's amazing. Absolutely, that's my favourite line in the whole thing, that. So then, yeah, Darren's gone and got his case and he's run and shown at him. Uh, and again, I mean, there's not an awful lot to say, is there? I know I've picked this as my episode for this week. <laughs> I mean, Picked a bad episode, yeah. <laughs> it's not much more than that, is it? I mean, it's basically that... that He's, he's been showing people now. What apparently what transpires is that in the first series they could actually take in paper, pens, they could take in magazines. Mm. I think what he's been doing is what he said he'd been doing more than actually writing down names and showing them, which he did. But it was also finding names in a magazine and sort of sitting next to somebody and just pointing quite subtly at a name in the yeah. hope that they would vote for the same person he was going to vote for. 
Um, but yeah, so so he gets taken to the diary room then. Um, and again, a couple more iconic lines in there. Um, you sure mean near. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he goes in there. And what I love here is, is you know, it's, it's as if he's kind of committed war atrocities. He, he goes in there, he's upset. He, I mean, he, well, we'll play the kind of two two lines that I love that he says when he's in there. I've made a mistake. If you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah, I love that. I love um, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Think about what he's done. <laughs> he's wrote names on a piece of paper. The, the best thing about the entire scene, obviously I'm going back a bit, is just how Darren looks. I've never, I don't think I've ever looked at anybody like Darren. What, what's interesting here is, is it because, it's obviously not a major incident realistically, is it because they've been cooped up for this long that this is such a huge thing for him? I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. But it but it was also big for us watching, wasn't it? I, I mean, yeah, true, yeah. I wasn't watching it thinking, oh, it's just names on a bit of paper. I was thinking, oh my God, I can't believe it. But yeah, I think a bit like the Terry Wogan expression. We'll perhaps make a bit of a running theme of this. That's that's this week's screen grab is how yeah. Aaron hate it. I mean, it looks like he's just he's just been told that Nick killed his children or so. He's it's absolute hatred. It's he's killed his children and then he's pissed on him and then he's hung him out outside Darren's house saying, uh, "You showed me names." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that, that's the, the exact look that he, God, it's hatred, isn't it? So yeah, we'll uh, we'll put a screenshot of that. He's absolutely uh, outraged. Yeah, he's outraged. And then uh, what the, the funniest thing about after this as well is how Nick, who's playing this sort of cocky man sort of roll all the way through it really just bursts into tears doesn't he there's a really good bit actually where he argues with Darren isn't there where well I'll yeah. play that we'll play that little clip here I'm f- off at the fact that these guys are thinking kind of like about Nick and how Nick's feeling I'm not you should have thought about it before well, you, you came in there because you're selfish anyway good good I'm good I'm glad you said it and everyone else knows that you've said that as well good I'm glad everyone, everyone can see you're selfish good good I'm glad I don't, I don't care what you think do you know what I have to leave. Sick. Yeah, again, I love the, the the drama in another... I mean, I remember that being shocking. Think how tame an argument that is. Well, well it's mad, because nowadays, like, they had to take Big Brother Affair, where I think Big Brother 6, weren't it, or something, because they were, like, going into a fight. But this was, like, the biggest thing we'd ever seen. I think it... Am I right? I think it was the first proper reality show, weren't it? So it's, re- it's the first time we've seen real people arguing, maybe. Like in, um, in this sort of environment, anyway. I suppose so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'd had things like uh, the, the cruise and uh, airport and stuff, haven't we? So yeah. We, but we'd seen people kind of in their roles. I think this is the first time we've probably ever watched people doing nothing, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was big. I mean, there were people who used to sit and watch this 24 hours a day. I don't know how, but that's that is, you know, it's crazy. That's what One was of my going mates on. had like a double DVD of it, and he's thinking, why, why, why? Like, why have you done this? Like, what? You know what I mean? I just, I, I no idea how people could have sit through it all. But yeah, it, it, this, obviously, he starts crying after this as well. And fair play yeah. to Mel. She, she goes up to him, comforts him, saying, "Look, people forget about it. Um, don't worry," because he thinks he's going to be absolutely hated on the outside, which is interesting because this is the first Big Brother. He's no idea how he's being perceived. He's no idea how many people are watching. But he's, he's proper scared, isn't he, Nick? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like I said, they take him out almost like, you know, secure. it's almost like you're armed security. I don't think they are armed, but it looks like it. And he has escorted out. Um, he was on the front page of all the papers. And, but, but, you know, yeah. this, this is the main theme that I want to take from this. For, is, is he really nasty? You know, he, he got branded Nasty Nick by all the tabloids. 
Darren calls him sick. <laughs> yeah, you are sick. I mean, he's, he's tried to bend the rules. Apparently, they, they all got the house got a written warning two weeks before all of them for for discussing mm. nominations. So, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like you say, Mel and Tom for me are the only two people who come out of this who seem to have still got their sanity to a degree. Mel's comforting him saying, don't mind. she's not as bothered as the others. The others are furious. Like even the, the nun Anna, she's not happy. Tom obviously goes in and said, you showed me. <laughs> Tom goes into, he's the other, there's only two of them who go into comfort him when he's crying. Mel and Tom, then Darren goes and kicks off at him. But yeah, Tom goes in and just says, don't worry about it. Don't, I don't want to fuss. Don't worry about it. You know, if, if you want me to go, I'll go. I don't mind. But, <laughs> if you want to kill me on your way out, do that. Fine. Yeah, he, he, he's the only one who's like, those two seem to be the only ones who've kept their heads. The rest of them are so outraged about something that it's a game. I know, yeah. And, well, Tom actually says to him, you know, don't make excuses, just just hold your hands up. He said, they won't, they'll see it as arrogant if you start making excuses. And uh, he comes out and makes excuses, doesn't he? <laughs> he comes out and makes excuses straight away. He said but, he was from a big family, he went to private school and he was kind of basic. I mean, in the nutshell is that he basically has kind of been brought up to win and he wanted to win. And this is how we really? tried to do it. No, if he, uh, were that, if he were that worried about the public, we're going to think this camera, I'll come on to something else. Actually, this is a, a good little uh, segue into something else, but he could never win because he can only ever come third. Cause he, all right. He doesn't get nominated all the way through. He knows the public aren't going to like him because he's cheated. But this comes into my other point is why was he only kicked out when big brother saw him cheat? Uh, sorry. When uh, Craig, Craig and uh, Tom and Darren found out he was cheating. Big Brother knew he was cheating. His camera's all over the place. Yeah, so why did they I, kick him out before? I don't understand. They left it to <clears throat> Chief Inspector Craig, didn't they, to, to solve the crime, to bring him out, highlight what he'd been doing. I mean, it made for very good television, but why Big yeah. Brother couldn't have spoken to him before this moment? He's, he's been watched take... literally 24 hours a day he's been watched. How, how, does, how have they not seen it? Well, Big Brother actually say, we didn't see you uh, with the pens. Absolute nonsense. There's about five billion cameras in there. Well, when they get rid of him, they actually say to him, we didn't <laughs> realise you had pens and paper. I mean, what? how how has that not been seen? I don't believe. I think Big Brother's trying to co- cover their own back there. Is, is this another stitch-up? I think last week we thought the BBC stitched up Daz Samson, didn't we? Do, are we saying... Yeah. Channel 4 stitched up Nick Bateman. Yeah, I think Big Brother could have knocked that on the head straight away by getting Nick in saying, look, you've shown Tom names. You've shown me names. You've got pens on you. This is a warning. Get out of my sight, Nick. Uh, but yeah, obviously they didn't. They let it carry on probably for, for good reason, obviously, because we got to this crescendo of it. But, you know, it, they must have known he was cheating. I'm not having when Big Brother say... We didn't know you were uh, had pens and paper. Absolute nonsense. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like I say, it's, it's not. We're not going to go into too much more with this one. I think it, one thing I will say is I know with the Dad Sampson episode we said you know you must go back and watch this. I, I'd say don't bother with any of Big Brother because no. this particular moment is great and it was very iconic if you were there. It's more of an iconic moment than a good moment. It's not a good moment. It's like when you watch old England football games and you think that were an amazing match because it went to penalties. I don't know. We we beat Spain in Euro 96, England. And everyone's like, oh, I remember that. It were an awful game. And they replayed all the Euro games on ITV. Absolutely terrible game. But an iconic moment when Pierce goes after And like you say, I think, you know what? I I, I don't think we could have done it without mentioning Big Brother personally because I, I thought it was such a big moment at the time. But... You know what? 
yeah, don't don't bother with it. Just forget forget it. It's, it's gone Interesting now. though that this, like I said, they were getting three million viewers a week. This incident got them five million viewers. Then they kept at that to the final week, which went, which went up to six. It'd have been interesting if nothing had have happened. Would that have been the end of Big Brother straight off? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I suppose it was on quite late. Three million is probably still a good amount, and there were people watching it twenty four hours. But mm-hmm. I think what's interesting is. Big Brother have, have now tried to orchestrate these kind of moments, whereas at the yeah. time, it, what was brilliant is it, it just happened. It was very natural. So, yeah, a, a really iconic bit of TV from from our memories. Yeah, I think that what, really... What I'll say about Big Brother, this Big Brother series, is, as, as you rightly said, don't go back and watch it. I will say it's the purest Big Brother. No one's playing it to be famous. No, it were organic. You know, Big Brother didn't try and cause tension like they do now. It was just unbelievably boring in hindsight. Yeah, and we'll, we'll wrap up the Big Brother just by just by saying, if anybody is interested, uh, Craig Phillips, the guy who called him out, the scouser, he actually won this series. And what he did that was really impressive is he actually donated it to, I think it was, was it his family member? It was uh, a child that needed a heart friend, and lung Joanna, transplant. Joanna Harris, who had Down syndrome, and he actually paid for a heart and lung transplant. He actually had a, a single out as well that got to number 14, and he, and he raised over £40,000 for that as well. And he, he didn't tell anyone all the way through the series that he was going to do this. This is why we're doing it. So fair play to him. You know, I think he, he, he just showed Tom, didn't he? Uh, you showed me your plan. You should. Yeah. Tom, Tom at the end said, you showed me your plans, what you were going to do. Uh, no, he didn't say that. No, but uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So Craig, Craig kind of, who, who actually kind of dealt with that situation very well. I thought he ended up winning. So yeah, uh, fair play. Sorry. It's interesting, actually, as you've been going through this. It, obviously, this is your choice, and and I remember it as a big moment as well. Do you sort of regret choosing Big Brother in hindsight? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um... <laughs> like Tom. <laughs> I shouldn't. Sure, I shouldn't have done it. Uh, no, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I sort of picked the moment, and and we'd already said last week, haven't we, that that was going to be episode four. Uh, so I kind of felt tied to it because actually, as that, as I was watching it. I still think this is a this is an iconic moment, the nasty Nick thing, and I still don't mm. think he's nasty. Stitch but yeah, the, we, should, we should change the, the name of this podcast to Stitch Up, actually. Because that's something got stitched up. Richard Maidley probably got yeah, he gets stitched up, doesn't he? People, you know, by me mainly by doing those top forty quotes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, the blue car got uh, red car got stitched up. So Richard Maidley stitch ups. Yeah, Richard Madeley and his stitch-ups, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, carry on, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, no, you're right, I, I wouldn't... I mean, like I say, hopefully people have enjoyed just us focusing in on that one little moment. But, yeah, the whole series was quite dull. Um, let's move on to this week's clip analysis. Right, so this week, in the past we've done it, if it's our episode, we've chosen the clip, but this is actually one that's been sent in from Eggy. Um so let, let's first of all let's it's three minutes long we're not going to play the full clip let's hear some of the key moments it's called angry woman shouts at builders <laughs> sorry that's just really funny that angry woman shouts at builders disgusting that you're working at this time on a sunday have you got nothing better to do we are permitted to start work from 8am on a weekend I mean, we've got a crack on or we're going to get in the neck from the bus now, fair enough, we started a bit early, but, you know, I don't see what the problem is. My son is a lawyer, and this is breaking <laughs> noise pollution laws. And I'll have you know, there's a family across the road with a newborn. 
and all this racket is bound to make give them a load of stress. Well, if we're causing them stress, they can tell me. If we're causing you stress, I don't mind starting a bit later. We can ask the client if he's happy with it. That's fine. Is your client the woman who lives here? Yeah. Right, I'll speak to her then. It's not necessary to bang that hard, is it? Look, I'll bang on this door as hard as I want. Don't you tell me what to do. I'll tell you what to do. I'll give you the ladders back if you stop working. Oh, it's, it's going to work. <laughs> oh, my God. Just give us the ladders back. We're stuck on the roof. Look, I've told you, I'll give you the ladders back if you stop working. Uh, all right, fine. We'll fine. just call the police. Yeah, we'll, call, we'll, we'll just call the police. It's fine. fine. <laughs> I'll be at home. Just let me know when they're here. All right, then. Have fun. <laughs> ridiculous, man. Yeah, I think we've we you know we've said we're going to listen to these clips that people sent in and we're going to mix them up with some of our own. What what do you think about this first? I love it. Absolutely love this clip. I think it's amazing. I think she talks like she's I don't know on stage like at this time. On well, a it's, Sunday... it's funny you say that because I I don't think this is real, is it? I Shut you, your mouth. You think it is, don't you? You do you not it's think definitely this is actually... real? Of course it is. No, why, I, I, why, why would you stage this? I mean, yeah, it's a very good question. I, I don't know why you would stage it, I suppose, to get views. But like you say, it's, it is like being on stage. I mean, the way that she kind of gestures towards her wrist when she says, what time? It, it, it just seems, the whole thing seems ridiculous. I know people like this. I know people who I've worked with in the past who are sort of so dramatic. I, I believe this completely. I love it when... Um, she knocks on the door to the woman whose house is actually being done. And she opens the door and says, have you told these people they can work at this time? She always says this time, like, like furious. And she's like doing a, I mean, it's eight o'clock in the morning. She's making more noise than builders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Someone on the uh, YouTube comment says she sounds like a mix of every single female Disney villain. I think she looks like Big Mo from EastEnders. You remember Big Mo? <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I think it's she. She could be straight from like the eighteen hundreds. I think, or like Coronation Street in the fifties. Can imagine I mean, this scene off there. If we summarise it, if anyone's not seen it, she basically she's fuming that workers have started early at this time on a Sunday morning. Um, so I think it is obviously a bit of a rant. She kicks off, and then it ends with her stealing their ladders to try and get them to stop work, which don't make any sense at all, does it? You're not having it, are you? This has been a bad episode for you. You've done a, You've picked a, a thing that you didn't want to talk about in hindsight, and now we've got Eggy sending clips in that you don't like. It's been stitched up on me as well, hasn't it? I've stitched <laughs> myself up. I've made a mistake. <laughs> That's it. This is, this is your this is, this is your stitch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an entertaining clip. I, I, I go and watch it. I, I'd be interested to know, actually, whether... Because I've not read any of your comments. I, I don't know whether everybody thinks this is fake or just me, but... Yeah, if anybody gets a chance, have a watch and see what you think. I, I'm just looking now, and I've seen one comment so far saying this is faker than Heather uh, Heather McCartney's leg. Which one, though? That's the question. He's got three, I don't know. I think there's three Mrs. McCartney's, isn't there? No, so. no I'm on about which leg. One's real, one's not, isn't it? All right, yeah. Is it? There's yeah. Three Mrs. McCartney's. There is three Mrs. McCartney's. Maybe we can get Paul on one day. <laughs> Ask him which one, which one it was, because it's the left or the right. Unlikely. So it's episode five next week. Let's let's kind of get back on track with something a bit more energy. What are you going to pick for us? 
I'm actually uh, going to go for something that I think's got a lot of energy. Um, I'm going to pick sports commentary, and I want you to pick a couple of clips of that as well, if possible. Your favourite, your favorite, your funniest, whatever. Just a sort of a homage to sports commentators. Any sports commentators, yeah? Any sports commentators. Okay, and are you going to send me, you're going to show me clips? I'll show, I'll show you clips, don't you worry about that. And yeah. Aaron, yeah, let's hope you have a better week next week. Yeah, well, I've only got myself to blame, and I've, I've, <laughs> I've been in the driving seat, I just don't like where I've, where I've driven. Yeah, well, you know, very much like uh, the, the, the red car in episode two, so we're bringing it all back, like the tie-ins here. Yeah, for good, good throwback. Is there anything else we can mention? Um, no. If uh, anyone wants to get in touch with us, send us anything, find us on Twitter at livingwithmade1, or you can send us an email at livingwithmadely at outlook.com. Living